Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the first episode of Live from the Orange Couch, your 90s and beyond nostalgia podcast from everyone's favorite Orange Couch Network. Nickelodeon. Without getting sued. (laughs) Please don't sue us. us. We're just a bunch. We're just fangirls who wanted to talk about things that we really love. Because we're adults now. And what's worse than having to actually be an adult? Right. Remembering our childhood. Yeah, let's just remember our childhood. That's exactly. Easy, so. so I'm your host, Nicole Wiseman. And I'm your other host, Kylie Sparks. And this is our first episode. Yeah, this is our first time actually recording together. This is this is something that honestly, Live from the Orange Couch has been a conceptual idea for over a year now. And it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago when we kind of just were like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. And so, texted me because I was being sad. <laughs> no, Kylie was being sad. I was like, you want to come on my podcast? She's like, yeah. And I was like, wait, screw this. I want her to be my co-host hey. because we are two forward-thinking females. Oh, yes. Who... Need this. <laughs> we need this. To We're be completely not. honest, we need a bit of nostalgia in today's day and age to help us deal with the shit around the world. So why not do that let's in just, podcast form? Yeah, let's just talk about things that matter to us, which are Nickelodeon shows. Exactly. So we're going to kind of talk today a little bit about like our history with Nickelodeon, a little bit about what the podcast is going to hopefully grow into as it leaves the womb today and goes out to the big scary world. It's now birthed. Ooh, ooh, that's ooh. weird. I, I, I don't like that. I, I kind of like made a hand motion to it. I was like, it's kind of like that it's birthed into the world and nah, nah, brah, nah, brah. Ooh. Well, basically, this is a chance for us to talk about some of our favorite episodes, some of our favorite themes, a lot of our favorite TV shows from primarily 90s Nickelodeon. We will get into early 2000s, anything really before the entire network dissolved in 2007. Yeah, the the Nickelodeon, like, that we know, Nickelodeon Studios closed on New Year's Eve 2007, which I had just graduated high school. So I was in my freshman year of, oh my gosh, I was literally just back from birthright and Nickelodeon Studios closed. Oh so God. now I feel really old. So New Year's Eve 2007, so it closed in 2007. So that was before I was on Desperate Housewives. Oh, yeah. shit. Man, that makes me old. <laughs> Which, you know what, that actually is a great segue. Let's talk a little bit about... Um, what we do and kind of how this goes into why we decided to go ahead and do this podcast. So, Kylie, why don't you kind of tell the peeps we'll what you do? about me? I'll talk about me for a sec. So, um, basically, I was a child actor. Actually, my first audition ever, fun fact, was for all that. <gasps> yeah. That was, that was my first audition as a 13-year-old. I, I clearly did not book that, and it's fine. Um, but I always auditioned for Nickelodeon. I actually also booked, um, uh, oh, what is it? It's uh, Ned's Declassified. I have friends that were on Ned's Declassified, but I booked a couple of episodes of Ned's Declassified, but I had a conflict that I couldn't do them. So I've, they were trying to get me on that network, and I never did. But I was a child actor, and I grew up to be... A, a 
grown up actor, and now I'm also a writer and uh, producer, and now a podcast host. Apparently, and yeah, no, I um, I currently am working on some things that I signed NDAs for, so I can't talk about them. But you'll know about them soon. But um, I grew up with the classic Nickelodeon. Um, you know, Roundhouse, all that, Mystery Files of Shelby Lou, Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, um, yeah, all of the Nicktoons, Catdog, uh, Red and Stimpy, like, that was my mainstay, Wienerville, if anybody remembers right? Wienerville. If you follow us on Twitter, I've actually posted a Wienerville gif. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 you better follow us on Twitter, it's at Orange Cat Club. <laughs> Um, and yeah, no, so, and I always wanted to be on the Nickelodeon game show. Didn't we all, though? We all did. And here's the thing when Nickelodeon Studios was still in Orlando at Universal, when we went, I was like six, and you had to be like seven or eight to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple. No. And so I never, like, it was, just, I was always the wrong place at the wrong time, but I did get to see the, Clar- the Clarissa Explains It all set. I feel like they need to replicate that like they did with the Friends uh, Central Park because it would be as Instagrammable as, like, the Museum of Ice Cream. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I would go there. I would just live there. (laughs) I'd just move it. I literally had a conversation today um, with my friend Charles and Allie about the fact that she had an alligator or a crocodile as a pet, and it lived in, like, a kiddie pool with sand and everything. Uh, okay. So we'll get into that. Trust me. Clarissa explains it all. It will be featured across many episodes. Considering my wardrobe still looks like Clarissa's wardrobe Oh, it's so... And it's all coming back in style. It is. I know, and thank God, because, I mean, I literally look like every 90s teen ever. God... Bless. God bless. So, Nicole, what about you? Um, sure. So, I am a makeup artist and a cosmetology student, too. Fun. Um, I've always been involved in watching, like, cartoons and stuff like that. Um, ironically or not, my mom is the only person who still calls me this, but she actually calls me Nickelodeon. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, like, that's always been my nickname growing up. So, because, like, everyone's like, oh, Nicole. But it wasn't until, actually, college when everyone started calling me Nicole, I used to be called Nikki. So it made more sense then. But I've been a huge Nickelodeon fan for years. Um, I have an older I have I have older siblings, but I grew up with just me and my sister. And uh, she wasn't as big of an, uh, like a Nick fan as I was, but I used to always watch that stuff. Maybe it's because I had no friends growing up. <laughs> so like I li- I lived off of like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, and the Food Network, yes. which accurately describes who I am as a person today. <laughs> um, but I, I've i always, like, had this thing about talking about nostalgia and where it's placed in today's pop culture is and how it really shapes us. So this podcast idea kind of came out of this want and need to talk about that stuff and also because they had just announced a Legends of the Hidden Temple movie. It's the movie. Which yeah, is right? ironic because a year ago today was I was at VidCon at the installation for the Legends of the Hidden Temple movie, and I literally, there's a picture of me putting together the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Oh, my God. That's which so is made out of styrofoam at VidCon, oh, but yeah. it's like fiberglass, I think, probably, yeah. for the show. So this was just kind of a way. I, I've always been a huge television fan, um, especially I went to school for acting, and I never really pursued it as a career professionally as an actor, but I always wanted to work in entertainment, and I loved 
what Nickelodeon stood for as a company. Um, and then I was underneath Viacom, which had all of these other subsidiaries like MTV, which really did shape our culture. Mm-hmm. So it's been this kind of ongoing journey, always going back and watching these old shows because they're, they're feel good moments. Yeah, And absolutely. you have to have those feel good moments to want to do something. And that's what creates passion and what creates ideas and helps us all deal with the other orange monstrosity in our all lives but we will be keeping this podcast as politics free as possible possible unless it's enough yeah there's enough of that unless we're talking about like school debates during like are you not during are you afraid of the dark because there were debates but clarissa well and also nick news too oh linda linda ellerby and they also did uh like the world, uh, the world today. I think was yeah. in the segment, and they also had like the cares. They were very progressive because they had the big hell. That was what I was thinking of the big hell. Yeah, the big hell. They had Linda Ellerby doing Nick News. They had like they were even doing like election specials. They like, were they had Bill Clinton on there. Like they, they were, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, which I think is actually really fascinating to think about because now it's like everybody talks about and a big thing for me is like representation in tv and, and everything exactly and i think it's it's interesting that nickelodeon disney really didn't have a lot of that because it was primarily cartoons it was primarily cartoons but they also had like mickey mouse club and stuff but yeah at the same time nickelodeon was really progressive for like being in the 90s and being for kids and i think that's really something because like I don't watch a lot of the Nickelodeon shows now because I don't yeah. really know what's on. And it, but it feels also very, like, it doesn't feel as racially diverse. Like, yes, yeah. there is racial diversity within Nickelodeon today, but it's nothing like it was in the 90s yeah. as far as, like, the fact that there was literally um, a show called The Mystery Files of Shelby Woo, yeah. which and had a lot to do with... I, I was about to say my brother, my brother and me. But uh, my brother and me. Yeah. And cousin Skeeter. And, like, just all these, all these different shows. So, like, Nickelodeon was, like, actually really progressive the more you think about it. And think about Roundhouse. Roundhouse was honestly, like, it was SNL Digital Shorts before SNL Digital Shorts, but it was also extremely relevant. Yeah, and also incredibly diverse, too. Yeah, that cast was insane. It was so diverse. And I, I remember... Um, Watch us go back and, like, look at it, and it's like, oh, white dudes. And I'll be like, actually, no. They're I don't No, because I feel like there were definitely Latinos on it. Wasn't there someone who died after the first season? Yes, yes, and then they yes, ended yes. up dedicating the rest of the series of it. Roundhouse right now. So, Roundhouse, I will tell you right now, there is a specific episode of Roundhouse that I cannot wait for us to do on this yes. podcast because it is one of the most iconic episodes, and it has some of the best songs from the show I've oh, ever heard. Yeah. It also had um, Crystal Lewis. Yes, Crystal Lewis. Uh, honestly, like, that first season, like, we weren't necessarily very religious growing up. If you don't know who Crystal Lewis is, yeah. she's a Christian contemporary singer. She made her professional debut on Roundhouse, and, like, there was this whole... I think the other thing, too, that was really cool about Roundhouse was that they always tackled a lot of different storylines, like homelessness and kids running away from home and, like, everything. Depression, Depression. moving to a new school. All of that. But one of the things that I remember with Crystal Lewis, they had a whole thing where she was, like, having to deal with her faith. And, like... Oh, yeah. how they had that whole storyline. Oh, my and gosh. And that was, like, one of the things that, like... She was struggling to, like, deal with her faith because she, I, you know, her parents had taught her this one thing, but then there were her friends who were going a different... I was like... And now thinking about that, that was like... Okay, I'm looking at it. The first year Roundhouse came out was 1992. 
Oh, my God. Yeah, 1992, and it continued through the end of 96. Oh, this makes sense. One of the former writers, uh, um, one of the writers of it who created it yeah. was a former writer of On In Living Color. Oh, that makes a lot that of makes sense. So much sense. That makes a lot that of makes sense. So much sense. Yeah. No. So apparently, our first episode is just going to be talking about. <laughs> no. So here's the thing. This is this is a great segue. Yeah. So like a lot of this podcast is going to be a lot of us kind of breaking down episodes, breaking down constructs of the show, talking about casting, talking about storyline. Um, we are going to have a bunch of guests come on. Mm-hmm. Some of our friends who are also fellow actors and writers and musicians and comedians. Um, television and film stars as well, which is yeah. going to be really fun. Um, and it's kind of cool, especially because both of us have done a lot of YouTube stuff and yeah. done a lot of digital, that this is a great place to kind of see how you really can tell the influence of 90s television, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. in YouTube today. Not necessarily like 2000s. Like, yeah, there's no. definitely influence. But especially as some of the bigger creators, like, the OG of YouTube is now unfortunately getting phased out yeah. by these younger generations. And it's a, it's upsetting me beyond yeah. all belief, well, literally. Did you, did you see what Connor Manning's tweet was today? I went and saw his panel today, by the way. It was oh, fantastic. Was it fantastic? It was so good. Um, Connor had a tweet that said, Shazam, but for YouTubers you don't know. <laughs> I feel like I need that hit my life I, so honestly, badly. I remember, so um, I'm kind of on the OG side of VidCon because my first two VidCon, my first two VidCons were 2012 and 2013 okay. when it was in Anaheim. The first two years that was in Anaheim. Oh, that was when it was only, like, one floor of yeah, the convention center. it wasn't, like, super... Because the whole thing was... Okay, so for, for those of you listening who don't know, I was on a show called Squaresville for three years. That was one of, kind of... It was at the beginning of the big web series boom before, like, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix. Stuff. Yeah, it was it was in the Pemberley Digital yeah, era, as I call that, it. It was in that era, and there was a lot of crossover. Actually, I met my boyfriend because I was on Squares Bell. Hey, Logan, hey. Logan will be on the podcast eventually. Logan, oh, my God, we have to have Logan on the podcast. Um, but um, VidCon was more creator-centric, and they didn't have a lot of sponsors. Like, it was very, like, and it was more, it wasn't about, you know, it wasn't such a fan convention. It was a mix of no. people, like, creators. And, like, and so that's the kind of thing where it's, like, I haven't gone to VidCon in two years, and I'm kind of glad because, like, it's so, I remember the last time that I went there, I was almost run over by a mob of screaming girls trying to find Nash Critter. And what's funny is that the first year I won, I almost got run over by it a mob of girls running after Tyler Oakley. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's how it works now. That's how the world works now, which is kind of... Like, could you imagine if that had happened to, like, some of the kids who, like, if if Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube had been around in the 90s and you had people like um, uh, Melissa Joan Hart and Crystal oh, Lewis yeah. and some of these other incredible actors... Or Michael Malley. Oh my gosh, yeah. Michael Malley would oh not be able to go anywhere at VidCon. And what's crazy is that that statement still holds true today because all of the OGs would be like, Mike! Well, I mean, think about this. The first and also, no, and the younger ones because of Glee. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. I keep forgetting he was on Glee. Oh, God bless. I wasn't really a big Glee watcher. I auditioned for the show ten times. Full disclosure, I auditioned for the show ten times. I sang for Ryan four times. I dated his assistant for a hot second. Still never got on the show. I think that's a new record. I did three episodes of background. Nice. Nice. 
But like Mike O'Malley, I remember Mike O'Malley from Get the Picture, and Get the Picture started in 1987. Yeah, tells you a lot about my viewing habits. That the first, the, the first thing I, I remember as a child, child growing up was watching Get the Picture because oh, such a good my show. parents, the moment they moved me into like when after I got my own room, yeah, they put a TV in my room and they put me on a couch and just because I was so fascinated by watching. I literally, that was my thing. I remember having my pink Hello Kitty TV that when you press, when you press the volume button um, up and down, she like moonwalked. It was kind of the cutest thing in the world. That's so funny. I'll have to show you a photo of when we're in our first house in Tulsa where I'm sitting on this like fold out like little plush couch. I'm watching the TV and I notice my mom saying a photo of me. I'm just like. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like two. Oh my gosh. That's that's me. What's. So I'm going to put this out here. This is kind of a bucket list item for both of us. We would love to eventually have Mike O'Malley on the show. So if anybody knows Mike O'Malley, please, please let us know. Or you can tweet him, please. Just be like, we want Mike O'Malley on the show. Like... So much. No, that he has a bunch of stuff that he can promote. Also, oh, no, I mean, I think he has a Survivor's Revenge or whatever it is. Yeah, let me. I'll look that up right now. But this is this is this is the whole point of this whole podcast. Is it really does come back to it? Like we're taking all of the stuff that is from our childhood and really how it has informed us and how it has shaped us as adults, and kind of how we process things. I think yeah. that's the best way to describe it. Children of the 90s process things very different than children of the 2000s because of the introduction of technology and accessibility and the climate of the world. Yeah. Especially, I will say, in a post-9-11 world, it is a completely different generation as far as how we consume entertainment. Even in the past five years, it has become so evident that kids specifically are the ones who will call so much BS on programming Mm. on not being racially diverse enough, not dealing with gender identity issues, yeah. not dealing with social issues. Social issues, It's yeah. insane that they've become so inept to this. The stuff that you did and watched in the 90s and the early 2000s is not the stuff that would be aired today. No, absolutely not. And, and I think the other thing, too, is that there's this whole thing, and I'm just going to go right into this, where, you know, there are these articles. Are we cursing on this podcast? Oh, absolutely. Oh, fuck yes. Okay. This, so, is, this is the two of us. I just want to make sure. No, this is, not your, this is not your mama's Nickelodeon show. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. I was trying so hard not to curse. Um, and now I really don't give a fuck. Um, so the whole thing is, like, every day there's a new article shitting on millennials, right? And millennial pink. And millennial, yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those. And it's one of those where... They're shitting on millennials, but there's this group of us that are not Gen Xers that are on the older side of millennials mm-hmm. that don't really have a name. I think it was Generation Y. Is kind of I think that's what they called it, but, but there really was truly no Generation Y. It was Generation X, X and then millennials. millennials. And so it's like the, the, the lost generation of Generation Y, which I hate saying. Actually, no, we won't say lost generation because that can erase other things that are called the lost generation, like in Australia. The, the exactly. stolen generation, so we won't say the lost generation. But we'll say the generation that didn't really get a name. <laughs> the generation that, 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 uh, that, what, what, what the missorted generation. Missorted generation. I like that. The missorted generation. Um, because we kind of had our own, if you were born anywhere from like 85 to, I'll say 92. Literally when both my sister and I were born. Yeah. Cause I was born in 87 
and my my cousin who is closest to me in age is 85. Yep. So I'd say from Andy, hi Andy, uh, if you're listening to this. So from like Andy, which is 85, to like I'd say, who do we know that's 92 besides your sister? No, I'm 89. My You're sister, 80. my sister's 85. 85. Who is 92? Is it Alex Shannon? I think our friend Alex, Alex. Shannon, who you guys will eventually hear on the podcast. He's awesome, you'll love him. Um, I believe he uh, he I should be over 92. 92. I think he's 92. Or if not him, then Andy Lilani, I believe, is yeah. also 92. So, like in that kind of area, like that 85 to 92 range, which is interesting. A lot of my friends who will be coming on the podcast, uh-huh. like Christina Kirkman, who you know from all that. Uh, Carly Casey from Nets Classified and Allison Scagliotti, who was on Drake and Josh, all in that same yeah. as well. So, so we're not just name dropping basically all of our future guests. Our future Sorry. Guests. So all of our friends who are like, yes, we'll be on your podcast. Um, and you'll love all of them. But uh, it's one of those that, like, I, I think people forget about those because we're, we're, getting into our 30s now. Yeah, and it's interesting because we are this kind of miss... We are the, like, this generation that has really been not necessarily put into either Gen X or... Millennials. Or millennials. We clamor onto nostalgia so much because the world moved so fast. Like, I remember, like, there was a time when I didn't have the internet and then the internet was a thing and now the internet is everything and And getting a smartphone. You can't not be connected. Yeah. And it's going to be crazy. Yeah, no, it's absolutely... And I remember, like, my mom was always one of those people that made sure that we had the most... Like, we had AOL in 1991. I think that's when we got it as well. We had, like, Dish Network in, like, 1993. Like, so, like, we had all of the... Like, my mom wanted to be at the forefront of technology, which I think was great for me in that I never had that shell shock of going whatever. Like, my mom is the reason why I got on Twitter. No joke. Like, she's... Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's... It's one of those, I never, I never felt that true shell shock, but also at the same time, I feel like I have to play catch up. It is, it is a problem. And I think because we had this generation, like we're, we watched TV and like TGI Friday was still a huge thing growing up. I was on the new TGI Friday. Oh my gosh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, because I was on Complete Savages. I was recurring on that. And that was the last time that they, like... I was going to say that was the last... That was the last iteration. Yeah, 2005 to 2006 was the last season and I, of TGIF in that form and of the new TGIF. The new TGIF, and I, and yeah. I was, on, it, I was in the 2004-2005 season, and that was... Like, I remember them filming the promos and everything and oh, doing, wow. like, the cross... I remember... I remember I was so mad I couldn't go and do the TGIF promo shoot at California Adventure at the time because I was not a full cast member yet. They only had the boys on there, which shout out to all my Complete Savages boys. You all know who you are. I miss all of you. Oh, my gosh. uh, Yeah. But, no, I remember getting so mad about that. But, like, at that time, TGIF... Like, the, the older and the new iterations were, like, what we had on Friday. Yeah. Everything. And I remember, like, now, now that Netflix is, like, you could just binge watch a show and, like... Could you imagine if Netflix had been a thing with things like Clarissa Explains It All or all that? Here's the thing. I don't think... Ne- mm, that should be actually an entire episode is talking oh. and, uh, like, 
binge or not binge yeah. with shows. We'll definitely, I'm going to definitely pin that idea yeah, for an episode. We have like, we literally have an entire notebook full of stuff that like we want to cover on this podcast. I, I'm going to read you guys the shows that we are going to be covering in this podcast because we'll probably, knowing us, we'll probably film at least one or two episodes after this. Yeah. So you guys can kind of see how the true format of the show is going to go. Yeah. This is really just you guys getting to know us, getting to know why we want to do this and seeing our passion for it, yes. basically. And what's also crazy is that because Kylie did so much of this act, uh, so much of the acting for shows like this, and I was the avid consumer, we really do bring two completely different perspectives. Because, like, being here's the thing: I started working in the industry. I started auditioning when I was thirteen. I'm originally from Oklahoma, so we were like flying out between here and New York yeah. and Oklahoma. And when I started working, I booked my first job when I was sixteen. Technically, I booked my first job when I was 14, but that's another story for yeah. another lifetime. But I started working when I was 16, and I was auditioning for all of these shows, and so I I got a real sense of how the world worked, and I also lived at the Child Star Factory of the Oakwood Apartments in the early Oh, my God. Yeah. That's I've really heard stories about oh, that. I have so many stories, and I'm afraid if I say anything, I may get slapped <laughs> I think I think eventually you should just write an entire telltale thing, or we turn that into its own melodrama oh, podcast. Those will be in my memoirs because there are some stories that are. Your memoir is going to be like. It's going to be amazing. It is going to be Carrie Fisher levels of like <laughs> yeah. debauchery oh and amazingness. If only I can live up to the level of uh, our queen, may she rest. But like. It was one of those where, like, living at Oakwood, auditioning for all of these shows, being a fan of shows that I was yep. auditioning for, and then growing up in that same thing, I learned a lot. There's And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, too, that you only learn if you have friends on those shows and everything. Exactly. And, like, there were times where, like, I wouldn't get a job. And I know somebody who booked it, and they'd be like, it was a nightmare. I'm so glad I, like, and I'd be like, I'm so glad I didn't do that. I have had, I have been so super privileged in that every job I've had has been a blessing. If there have been, like, annoyances, those are the They're minors. They're minors. Yeah. And, I mean, it was also really cool. Um, like it, it's really cool getting to work with people that you watched when you were a kid and then as an adult like I did an episode of Melissa and Joey and Joey Lawrence and <gasps> Melissa and Joe whoa I know whoa and he's awesome he's so nice he's so nice he was very complimentary he's like you're funny and I was like thanks bud <laughs> thanks I watched you in the 90s I was gonna say Brothers. I was gonna say brotherly love thank you yeah, thanks brotherly love but yeah no it's so it's so interesting like and, like, growing up and knowing all that. Because, like, even when I was little, I was never, like, starstruck. Yeah. Say. And then, like, I went up to, like, everybody as, like, a child. There's, like, a whole story of me um, getting stolen by the Disneyland cast member characters. When what? I was, like, a three-year-old because I went up and, like, told them how great they were in every cartoon I saw. Oh, my gosh. So, but no, like, I think it'll be... And you as the avid consumer. Yeah, that's all I did. Like, I'm one of those people where if I have the opportunity, I go see movies. I love live theater. I 
love television. I'm one of those people where, like, I will set shows. I do have a large list of shows that, like, eventually I want to get through and do a lot of rewatches. Like, there's old cartoons that I want to do. This is going to... I'm going to get so much shit. I haven't watched the entire thing of Batman, the the animated series. I haven't watched the entire thing because that wasn't what I was watching when I was a kid. I wasn't a Cartoon Network girl. I did love Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yeah. Did you watch Dexter's Laboratory, too? I watched a lot of it. I watched more Dexter than I watched more Dexter's Laboratory. Interesting. But that was also me in college for four days binging it straight. Oh, yeah. But it's interesting because it's so much informed who I am as a consumer. And it's one of those things that I get asked constantly. They're like, how do you know so much? Where do you store all this knowledge? And it's literally because I loved consuming these stories and these characters and these just captivating ideas and colors and theories and all that stuff when I was younger. And it's definitely portrayed itself into my older life and it's definitely made me more of an appreciative consumer I guess is the best way to describe it well and also it helps in business too because like if you connect with somebody on something you're just like oh wait you love that show too exactly literally literally had a conversation that kind of dealt with that specifically about Dear Evan Hansen today yeah at VidCon and literally that sparked a huge conversation of like a lot of other things about creating things, yeah. which was so fantastic. So. Yeah, no. So you guys can kind of get the gist. We're definitely going to be talking about a lot of different shows, a lot of different things, what they mean to us. Traditional episodes will be, we're kind of going to watch an episode. Yeah. We may do riff track essentially and take the best parts and put it into our episode that's kind of the plan um and then we'll have topics of conversation you guys will be able to send in questions Questions. to us so there are two ways you guys can send in questions to us you can either tweet us at orange couch pod on twitter or you guys can email us at orange couch pod at gmail.com and if you have any questions you guys can also just use the hashtag orange couch pod to get our attention and you can also follow each of us on yes. Twitter. Yes. Uh, I'm at Kylie Sparks. That's K Y L I E Sparks. And you can also follow Nicole at, at Nick. Wise, yeah. Yes. I'm N I C W I S E. That's where I am everywhere on the internet with the exception of YouTube because yeah. some dickbag for five <laughs> years has had Nick Wise. And I want to slap someone. Who at YouTube do I have to you know, like kill? To make I that happen. Kylie Sparks for my YouTube channel. I don't post anything on YouTube except for like old, old videos. Yeah. No, no, like you can watch me singing. I am a singer. I sound like very hoarse today. But like Kylie Sparks 27 is my Tumblr and oh my, gosh. my YouTube. Everything else is Kylie Sparks. And then my Snapchat is Kylie Sucks because I was trying to be Kesha, like Kesha Sucks. Oh, yeah. But then somebody took the SUXX. So I'm just Kylie sucks. So everybody's like, no, really? No. Nah. Like, I'm like, nah, guys, just go with it. Just it's go with it. Just go with it's it. Fine. You can't change it. So, but, but yeah. we'll also be posting behind the scenes stuff, um, probably on our Instagram stories, mm-hmm. where we'll be doing when we do filming days. We'll definitely be posting stuff like that. Um, eventually, there may be a video element or two to this we're podcast. Still, we're still we're working on it. Cakes, yeah. If you also have recommendations on who we should ask, yes, please. Even though we have a robust, we have like a list of like thirty people that we are talking to. They're all like super chill about coming on. But if you uh, have suggestions of people that you want us to have on our podcast, please let us know. 
and share the podcast as well. Yeah. This is definitely going to be a growing experience for the two of us. This is my first podcast. This is my, I've only guessed it on podcasts. I've never, I've never even guessed it on one. Please. I was just like, let's well, do it. Be a fun experience for all of us. Oh, joy. But yeah, no. So let me go quickly over the shows that we currently plan to cover. Again, if there are other shows you guys want us to cover, there are going to be a couple of Nick movies that we may or may not do, um, including television movies like the Legends of the Hidden Temple one will definitely do something with. There's someone who I have been promising to do that one episode with <laughs> because he's like, when are we doing this? How do I watch this? Are we watching this together? <laughs> I love you, Sal. I'll make sure that you get to be a part of that episode. And there is a, um, I think there's two television movies that are going to be coming out oh, relatively God. shortly. Hey Arnold. Oh, yeah. There, I believe there's a new Hey Arnold TV movie that's coming out. And why do I feel like they just announced something for Rocco's Modern Life? I think they might be doing a reboot or something. There's there's a bunch of television movies that are going to be coming out. We will be covering stuff like that. Um, who knows? We will definitely maybe do an old episode about the Teen Choice Awards. Yes, Rocco's Modern Life is getting a reboot and the original cast is coming back. That's what it was. So next year, so also if we get this podcast big enough, maybe we'll be able to go to the Teen Choice Awards, live out a true childhood fantasy of mine. All right, that would be amazing. So currently the shows that we plan on talking about are in no particular order, all that, Roundhouse, Nick Arcade, Clarissa Explains It All, are you afraid of the dark? Don't worry. For all of these shows, we will be doing more than one episode. Oh, yeah, no, we're not going to devote one episode to an entire series. No, but I, we're, trust me, like, I feel like October is going to be a lot of spoops. Oh, yeah. Lots of spoops. Lots so lots stay tuned spoops. for that. Um, guts and Global Guts, and I am stating this now, I am going to do a, a podcast episode with you about this. There's some conspira- like conspiracy about winners or contestants of Guts or Global Guts that, like, have criminal yeah, backgrounds it's yeah. like the most insane yeah, thing it's kind of amazing so um that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one that's gonna be like our um serial slash um what was that netflix series about the oh, making a murderer, making a murderer. <laughs> we're gonna do our own making a murderer but it's making a guest cast member yeah, making a guest Basically. Um, what else we got? Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Get the picture, as we already previously mentioned. Rocco's Modern Life. Rugrats. And yes, we will be doing episodes based on both the Hanukkah and the Passover episodes. Yeah, those will be Nicole's specialty. Those are my love, babies. I do love the Passover episode a lot. I am also wearing so, a Rugrats shirt, yeah, so it is kind of... A, a, uh, a squad on it. Of it's it's my everything. Um, Pete and Pete. Salute your shorts. Hey, dude. Doug, prior to the ABC acquisition, I am making that known. Now we will not be tackling any... Better before ABC bought it. It it had a completely different vibe, and we want to stick to the vibe that we love so much about the original. Um, Alex Mack, The Secret World of Alex Mack. Keenan and Kel, Kablam. The Mystery Files of Shelby Woo. Hey Arnold, Caitlin's Way, Avril Monsters, As Told by Ginger, Wild Thornberries, where oh, we had a conversation about this today at VidCon. None of us could remember who played Nigel, and I thought it was Reese Darby, and then I forgot. It's not Reese Darby. Who is it? Tim Curry. Really? And then Flea played the little brother. I knew Flea played the little brother, but I forgot it was Tim Curry to play the dad. Exactly. It makes it so much better now that you I think know. about it. Oh, you're, like, you're like, oh, Frankenfurter is... Oh, Tim Curry. He went to my school. He's he so talented. I love um, 
you brought up this one that we're going to be doing, which is Welcome, welcome Freshman, freshmen. which makes and me so happy. Members, Welcome Freshman. One, you are as old as me, and two, thank you. Oh my gosh, so good. Uh, Double Dare and Family Double Dare. Oh yeah. Did they ever do a Celebrity Double Dare? They did, and then there was another Double Dare. They were at Double Dare 2000. Are we? Uh, um, we may cover Double Dare 2000 because it was basically the old show, yeah. and it still was Mark Summers, and that makes me happy. Yeah. Maybe eventually we'll do. I know that once a year he. He does like a drunk double dare in Chicago. He does. That's I swear I heard something about that. Oh. So we'll we'll have to look that up and maybe I'm need to look that up. maybe eventually when we get this podcast a little bit more off the ground we can uh, Nickelodeon blimp our way over to Chicago for this. Um, wild and crazy. You know what it is? What is it? It's drunk double dare it, during Philadelphia beer week. That's what it is. That's what All it right, is. so it's in Philadelphia. It's not Chicago. Yeah, no, it's in Philadelphia, but that would be amazing. That sounds like so much fun. Um, wild and crazy kids. Here's a show that not many people know about, and I was talking to people about it today, and everyone's like, why has this show not been brought back? But it was literally only 10 episodes. Scaredy Camp. And I don't remember it. And it was hosted by the woman who hosted The Weakest Link. It was hosted by her daughter. Oh, yeah. You told me about this, but I don't remember the show at all. So definitely check out the trailer for that one because that'll blow your mind and make you totally spooked. Oh, yes. um, and then we got a little little Eureka's Castle. Oh, always. So excited about that. Allegra's Window. Oh, yes. Gullah Gullah Islands. Bingy oh. bingy. Oh. Um, and then we added on also my so-called life because Claire Danes. Claire Danes, I, I now realize, was probably the beginning of my queer awakening. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I liked her a lot. In that. But I also like Jordan Catalano, so, you know, that's always great. That was the American uh, version of Degrassi, is yeah, what I like to call was. it. it really and was. then also Cousin Skeeter. But, yeah. again, if you guys have shows that you guys want us to talk about, Please make sure you guys tweet it at us, email us. Uh, you can tweet it at our personals or at the Orange Couch Pod Twitter. We'll definitely be checking that out. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's a good way to way to end. That's this is basically yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, thank you, and make sure you subscribe and tell your friends because this will be fun. Yeah, again, we're gonna be posting this podcast. Goals, if you guys don't have an iPhone, we're going to definitely be putting it on the iTunes store, permitting we get approved. Yeah. Um, and if you guys SoundCloud don't, SoundCloud is going to be the other one. Probably Stitcher. Stitcher is the other one. If there are other platforms you guys want to hear this on, the only yes. thing we won't be doing it on right now is YouTube for right now yeah. and Facebook. Yeah. Oh, we do also have a Facebook page. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. It's basically just where we're posting all of our Twitter gifs right now. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Does that even really use Facebook though besides like moms I mean I mean I, let's be real I, I we Facebook. use a lot but it's I mean for Facebook it's if you don't have Twitter you can also just uh, suggest shows cast members mm-hmm. episodes things like that and there are going to be ways to specifically select episodes Ooh. which we will get into in a further episode Ooh. Of the podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited about how this is all going. Yeah, so yay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and make sure you get in contact with us. Until then, this has been uh, Kylie Sparks. This is Nicole Wiseman. And thank you for listening and joining us live from the Orange Couch. See you next Saturday, guys. Bye. Bye.